0: verse 18 and 19 says remember you not the former things neither consider the things of old behold I would do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert so this is lesson number eight lesson number eight from the series entitled a season of change a season of change and so our objective for this series has been and is To bring you and I to a place in our lives where we begin to understand, value, and appreciate change. Understand, value, and appreciate change. Thus, embracing it as we would a dear friend. So we've been teaching from this subtopic, embracing a new thing. Embracing a new thing. I think it's important for all of us to know that God so desires to do new things in our lives. You know, God is a God of innovation, God is very creative, Uh, there's nothing outdated about God. God's always fresh, God's always doing something new. While he never does anything new in principle, he always does things new in practice. And so God, when we talk about him doing a new thing, the principles are the same, the word is the same, But how God does a thing changes often. You cannot box God in the way he did something last year. He may not do it the same way this year. And that's how we get stuck in a rut and get caught in in tradition. I read this thing uh, the other day, Brother Howard. It said that uh, the difference between a rut and a grave is the dimensions. That was good? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and then it said, "The only place where people are not progressing is in a cemetery." Yeah. Was was that good? Yeah. That's good. Too? Okay, okay, okay. I just thought I, I and I thought about you when I read that. So I, now, so, uh, so we're talking about embracing a new thing. God wants to do something new in your life. Something fresh. Your life is not over. Your life is not over. You still have plenty of living to do. There's still a lot of new things and creative things and fresh things and innovative things that God wants to do in your life. And it's important that we continue to just evolve and not not become commonplace, not settle for what is average in life and mediocre in life, but that we're always on the cutting edge. Say, I live on the cutting edge. edge. Amen. Say, I I live a spectacular life. Say, there's nothing boring about my life nothing boring about my ministry nothing boring about my ministry. Nothing, abo- nothing boring about my family nothing boring about my, nothing, boring about my nothing boring about my marriage nothing boring about my life about my see i live a spectacular life, I live a spectacular life. Amen. amen glory to god so we've been talking about for the past several weeks enemies to keeping you and i from embracing the new thing enemies that keep us from doing that because God most definitely has something new for me, something fresh for me. But there are some enemies that keep me from embracing what God has for me. The failure to embrace a new thing is the decision to leave things as they are. The failure to embrace a new thing is the decision to leave things as they are. And how many times in our lives things have fallen apart because we've chosen to leave them as they are. Amen. Just kind of survive with things, just kind of tolerate things rather than causing something fresh to come out of it, rather than taking something to the next level. We just leave it as they are and they end up falling apart on us. Progress is always hindered when you reject change. Project, pro- progress, excuse me. Progress is always hindered when you and I reject change. So the first enemy, we said, was mentally holding on to the past. Number two, mental denial that better is for you. Number three, refusal to accept responsibility for change. Number four, mental bondage to past failures. Number five is deception. We've been talking about deception the past two weeks. And so we said last week that there are four sources of deception, where deception comes from. We talked about satanic deception, We talked about societal deception. And we said in society, there are two groups of people, saints and sinners. Number three, we talked about situational deception, being deceived by my situation, my situation deceiving me to think that things are always going to be the way they are in my life. And then finally, number four, the fourth source, we talked about self-deception, being deceived by oneself. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 12, And verse number three, Genesis chapter 12, and verse number three. And this is when God was talking to Abram. When he was talking to Abram, before he changed his name to Abraham, God wants to bring you, glory to God, God wants to bring you and I into an abundance, an abundant increase of favors. But that will not happen beyond my willingness to make some changes. Say for me, there is an abundant increase of favors. Now what does that mean? That everywhere I go, that God has already spoken to people and has strategically placed them and and they're waiting on my arrival glory to God so they can use their power the power that they have the abilities that they have the influence that they have and even the wealth that they have is if necessary just to advance me to make my life better he wants to he has reserved for me reserved for you this abundant increase of favors but it won't happen beyond my, will, my willingness to make some changes in my life yeah. so that that can be, begin to flow into my life. Now look at here, we see God talking to Abram and calling him out. Whenever God wants to take you to another place in life, he brings people into your life. Whenever the enemy wants to destroy your life, he brings people into your life. Amen. So it's always important for you and I to know who just stepped into our lives. Yeah. Amen. But when God calls you out, uh, throughout the scripture, God has always called people out of their comfort zone. Uh, We see here where he called Abram out from among his family and his kindred, uh, his country and his father's house, which was a place of comfort and a place of familiarity for him. That was a place that he was familiar with, where he could could stay there effortless. He could stay there subconsciously and, and no longer have to think in life because he was comfortable there. Same thing with Joshua. When when God called Joshua to leadership, Joshua was very comfortable serving and following Moses. But then when Moses died, God called him from that place of following to the place of leadership. And when he called him to leadership, he had to continue continue to encourage him and, and give him words of encouragement. He'd tell him, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous, be not afraid, only be thou strong, only be thou courageous, because he's calling him to a new place. And whenever we're called to a new place, we constantly need that. Well, we have to be encouraged in a new place, especially when we're trotting on new ground that we've never trotted on before. Amen. Gideon who was comfortable in the wine press, comfortable hiding. He was comfortable in hiding, but 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 comfortable in hiding is not the way God saw him. The Bible said God saw him as a mighty man of valor, but he is in fear and God called him away from that wine press. And that's what God does all the time. God is calling you and I to new places in life, to new levels in life, to new dimensions in life. But if we're holding on to the past, holding on to places that we're comfortable in, we'll never move to the new place that God has for us. Amen? Amen? All right, if you look in verse number one, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. Thou shalt be a blessing. I'll bless them that bless you, curse them that curse you. And in you, Abram, shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram If you look in the Amplified, you can look on the screen, it says, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Abundant increase of favor. And make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. Make your name famous. God wants to expand your name. God wants to expand your name. God wants you known in other circles. But see, you can't be known in other circles if you won't leave the circle where you are. Amen. 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 See, he'll make your name great. He'll make your name great. He'll he'll bring you into a new circle, bring you into a new circle and introduce you to new people. And among those people, he makes your name great. That people will remember your name. There are people who remember my name that would have never known my name had I not stepped into another circle. Right, right, right. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. Amen? It's time to move to another circle. Amen. Amen. And that doesn't mean you have to just throw the old circle away, but it's time to expand. Yeah. It's time to enlarge your coach. Enlarge and increase your territory yeah. so God can bring abundant increase of favors in your life because you just can't wear these favors out. Come on now, but it's time to step into new favors. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, <clears throat> number. Well, let's talk about comfort zone for a minute before we go to our last two, number six and no, number seven. God wants you out of your comfort zone. Tell a person that should say God wants you out of your comfort zone. Tell them say you've been where you are, where you are. Long, enough. long enough. It's time to change. amen you'll be amazed the influence and impact you can have on people if you would make some changes in your life and get out of that comfort zone same old same old God said to the children of Israel when they were circling around the mountain he said okay you've been around this mountain long enough you've circled this mountain long enough you traveled this route long enough you'll never see anything new if you keep going the same route Never see anything new. You'll you miss a whole nother world that's out there. But you don't know it's out there because you're just comfortable where you are. I read a thing about a frog who was at the bottom of a well. And because he was at the bottom of this well, he looked up. And when he looked up, all he could see is just that little opening at the top of the well. And, that, and, and he thought that's all the world was. But then eventually someone reached down at the bottom of the well, brought him up to the top. And when he got to the top of the world, to the well, he saw this big old world that was out there. But as long as he was comfortable in the bottom of the well, whatever the dimensions, the the, the, the diameter was of the well, he thought that's all the world was. And how many of us are just looking through this little old lens and we think that's all the world is? because we're comfortable. But when we begin to step out of our comfort zone and get out front, we begin to see, wow, it's a whole nother world out here. There's a whole nother world out there. Amen, there's a whole nother world of exposures out there, a whole nother world of restaurants out there, a whole nother world of hotels out there. And folks, there's a whole nother world out there, a whole nother world of opportunities out there, a whole nother world of people out there. There's a whole nother world. But if you just limit the world to your surroundings and limit the world to your environment, you're going to be robbed of what God has for you. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? So we got to get out of the comfort zone, have to get out of the comfort zone, these places of comfort. What is a comfort zone? It's the place of mediocrity and average where I settle for less than God's best. A place of mediocrity, a place of average where I settle for less, what is less than God's best. And here's why I settle in the place of mediocrity, because I think in my own mind, it makes me think that I can escape the pressures of life. And what many people stay away from is pressure, resistance. But resistance is how we grow. Resistance is how we increase. What is the comfort zone? It's the hiding place where I am comfortable and does not have to concern myself with change. Comfortable. I don't have to to change. Anything you get comfortable in, you can wear out. You bought an expensive mattress, doesn't matter how expensive it is, you're going to wear it out. You, I mean, you used to just lay on it, just lay flat. Now you lay on it and, you know, you got, you know, it's a bad, bad boy going down. You got, you got, you know, your, your print there. You can tell when you're on the wrong side. <laughs> It it doesn't doesn't matter. See, you wear anything out, you get get comfortable in it, you'll wear it out. It could be a couch. It could, you know, you understand what I'm saying. You could could wear it out. Don't get too comfortable. Oh, thank you. Don't get comfortable where you are. God might call you out. God may call you out. God may call you out because God, God has not called you to comfort. God's not called you to come. He's called you to live for him. And and folk, that's a whole lot of discomfort in that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> folk didn't start hating you till you got saved.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Come on. Yeah. long as you were buying all the drinks, man, you were cool. Yeah. Right. You stopped buying the drinks and stopped drinking, stopped clubbing. Now they start talking about you. Yeah. 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 Amen. What is this place of, this comfort zone? It's the place of passiveness that requires no faith, no effort, no energy, or diligence on your part. That's a comfort zone. Now let me, let me give you a, a kingdom statement here. Confrontation always brings external motivation for change. Confrontation always brings external motivation for change. You cannot change what you will not confront. You cannot change a situation if you won't confront that situation. You cannot change a dilemma. You cannot change anything in your life until you are willing to confront that thing. Therefore, you have no right to complain about what you won't confront. amen Amen. until you confront what is you can never experience what can be until you confront what is be it your marriage be it your relationship be it your career whatever it may be until you confront what is You can never experience what can be. And there are a lot of people in life, they they never get to experience what can be because they won't confront what is. To leave the comfort zone requires faith to believe God. Confidence in yourself. Got to have self-confidence. See, you don't just need confidence in God, but you need confidence in you. Right? right they said earlier in the 8 o'clock that LeBron James was the hottest player right now. Amen. Y'all agree with that? or Y'all, y'all oppose that or what? Amen. LeBron said it don't matter to you, huh? <laughs> he's the hottest. I didn't say he was the best. We know Kobe, you yeah. know, he, he's the hottest, you oh, know. the hottest. So, you know, <laughs> I just thought I'd upset some folk right now. But he is the hottest. LeBron's is the hottest. He's the hottest going right, right now. But take LeBron's and take Kobe. It, now, now look at how how talented, how gifted, how skilled they are. But if they if they lack confidence in themselves, lack confidence in their own ability, they would never take a shot. Right. Why? Because the thinking is, I may miss. What if, what if I miss? Oh, I may miss. I may miss this. I don't want to mess up. And so if they lack confidence, see, you need confidence in yourself. I am convinced that a lot of Christians have faith, they just lack confidence Amen. in themselves. They have faith in God, and we should, but they lack confidence in themselves, in their own ability. Amen. You wouldn't let a man cut your hair who has, who has no confidence that he know what he's doing. Right. So with that, people of God, there's nothing wrong with knowing you good. Amen. Amen. See, y'all, see y'all don't see y'all on. See, see, you don't, see.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: If you brought a um, um, you wanted to make some changes in your home. You want to remodel some things. And uh, you brought a contractor in. You heard he was good. You seen some of his work too, and you brought him in and talked to him. You showed him what you want, and you asked him. You said, now, now, "Can can you do?" Well, you know, we see what the Lord say.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you got to let no no brother, God don't build houses now. <laughs> yeah, he, don't, he don't do that. Uh, you know, well, Mr. Perry, I can. You know, I'm I'm gonna do my best. How, how many, I'm, I'm not hiring him. I'm not going to contract him. Because yeah, yeah. he lacks confidence. Matter of fact, I'm going to call the man who told me, man, I thought you said this guy was such a... He said, man, this, this guy act like he didn't know what he was doing. He, I mean, he, I don't know what he was thinking. But then I get another guy who comes in, and he looks at it, and he, he said, oh, man, I thought you had
1: something.
0: Yeah. This, this all? Oh, I'll be done with this in a couple of days. Yeah. Well, you think you can do it? I'm good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's why you called me. Yeah. Come on that, see, see, that's kind, that's my man right there. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I want, I want that's the kind of man I want right there. And a lot of Christians they lack, com- folks, there's nothing wrong with being good and knowing that you're good. It doesn't mean you have to think yourself higher than anybody else, but there's nothing wrong with knowing that you're good. You sitting in an interview, yes, sir, I'm good at what I do, yeah. amen. So confidence in yourself, if you're going to leave your comfort zone, you need confidence in yourself. You need the courage to act, and then you need determination to have God's best. Determination is the product of the will to succeed. So let's pick up with number six. We have six and seven today, and we'll be done with this teaching. Number six, the sixth enemy to embracing your new thing is having the perception that change means you're unstable. Having the perception that change means I am unstable. Some people will not make changes because they are still conscious of the last change that they've made. And so therefore, they don't want people to start thinking that they are unstable. You can change again. You can change again. Now, it's one thing to have impulsive behavior yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one side of it. you know people who constantly change impulsive behavior i mean you know j- you just live life off the cuff yeah. impulsive behavior spur of a moment you know you just change stuff you do one thing you change that change that. impulsive behavior but then there's another thing to be hungry yeah. 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 Mm, i like that see when you when you are hungry for something You just keep trying stuff till you get the right thing you've been hungry for see there are some people there are some people who are church hoppers just go from one church to another one church to they church hoppers but then there are other folk who just hungry And, and they don't they don't know what it is matter of fact it makes them uncomfortable to have to leave a church but then they know that they're hungry for something. And so they just moving around until they find what. Oh, that's it, right? That's it, right there. You know how it is when you find what you've been looking for? That's hungry. That's hungry. You go to a restaurant, and man, you, you sit down and you look over the menu and you, you get this, and y'all, you know, that, ain't, that ain't what I want. I, that ain't that, ain't, that ain't, I mean it's okay, but that that ain't that ain't what I had taste for. That's not what I'm what I'm hungry for. You go in a bookstore and you, you spend hours in a bookstore. Sometimes I can be in a bookstore and just, just looking. I don't, I don't even know what I'm looking for, but I, I know it when I find it. And they would be, sir, can I help you? N- not right now. I'm, I'm just looking right now. You can't help me right now. Amen. That's because I'm I'm hungry for something. I don't know what it is, but when I get that book, that's the one right there. And and you would spend an hour in the bookstore and come out with one book. Yeah. And people who don't understand hunger, they'll say, that's all you got in one book? And you've been in there for an hour? You don't understand hunger. That's right. And there are some people who are just hungry and so they will make changes because they're looking for something. Some people do it in their career. They do it in their career. They make a career change. It's because they're, they're hungry for something. Are you listening to me? Now, there is a difference between, and we'll talk about these three, indecisiveness, instability, and flexibility. Indecisiveness. Indecisiveness is the inability to make a decision. You need to make a decision. Your life is on hold until you make a decision. Go to 1 Kings chapter 18. So as a leader, one of the uh the things that make you a leader is your ability to make decisions. If Amen. Amen. you're gonna be in leadership, you have to, you know, brothers, you brothers who lead in the family, you gotta make a decision. Amen. You cannot be indecisive. You need to make a decision because the family is on hold. Until you make, have you ever been riding behind somebody on the road that can't make a decision? And you didn't spoken tongues, Greek, slang, dry you know, jive and everything else to try to get them out of the way. Why? Because they can't make a decision. And so you on not hold because they can't decide. And so in a family, in a family, you have the husband here. Yeah, yeah. You have the wife behind him. Uh-huh. You have the children behind them. And so they waiting on daddy to make a decision. Because yeah. uh-huh. he's the leader. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Now, unfortunately, what happens in some families... Yup, y'all, 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 come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was, I was gonna decide. Yeah. 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 Indecisiveness. Yeah. <laughs> First King, you gotta make up your mind what you're gonna do. Yeah. Cook or get out the kitchen. Just can't, you know, you got to do something. <laughs> 1821. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? Yeah. How long? Yeah. We with you, babe. What, what you, what you, what you, babe, I'm with you. What you, what you going to do? Well, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> thinking yesterday, thinking last week. You're still thinking. He says, how long halt you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, I mean, you know, follow him. If, if Baal, then, then let's follow him. If, if we're going to go, we're going to go. If we're not going to go, we're not going to go. Just make a decision. I need to let the folk know something.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Will you yeah. just tell them to wait? Yeah. Right. Okay. See, that's the problem. I'm the one talking to them folk. I don't like telling them folk, we got to wait. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's
0: right. Make a decision. Mm-hmm. Make a decision about your career. Make a decision about what school you're going to attend. Make a decision. You cannot just, see, you miss opportunities when you delay making decisions. Yeah. Amen. You have to make decisions. You, you do your due diligence, you count the cost, but at the end of the day, now you need to make a decision. How, how long are you gonna count it up? Yeah. It keeps adding up to the same thing. We have to make a decision. Amen. It's Amen. called indecisiveness. Yes. He says, how long halt you between two opinions? Look what the Message Bible said. The Message Bible says... Elijah challenged the people, how long are you going to sit on the fence? Mm -hmm. If God be the real God, follow him. But if it's Baal, then follow him. Look at the last part of that. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. What are we going to do? Make up your mind. That's indecisiveness. Look at Joshua chapter 18. Joshua chapter 18 and we see Joshua. Now you know that's Elijah. But now let's look at Joshua. You know he. You know God's people. Sometimes we have problem making decisions. Sometimes we don't make decisions because of our own inferiorities, because of our own insecurities. We 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 want to be accepted. We don't want people to be upset with us. We're trying to please people. And so we're on this emotional roller coaster knowing what decision we, we need to make. And sometimes in our heart, we've already made the decision. We just hadn't voiced it yet. Amen. Sometimes you can be trying to protect a relationship God's trying to sever. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. But you won't make a decision because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Folks, you're not responsible for people's feelings, yeah. people are responsible for their own feelings. That doesn't mean you'd be rude to them, anything like that. But you need to make a decision. Amen. 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 Look at verse 2. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes, which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Look, how long are ye slack to go to possess the land? The land is there. It's for you. It's been given to you by your father. How long are you going to be slack to go in and go get it? How long are you going to be slack to move your family ahead? How long are you going to be slack to make the decisions that you need to make? How long are you going to be slack? That word slack, it means slow in moving. How long are you going to be slow in moving? How long are you going to be not busy? How long are you just going to be living loose? How long are you going to be slothful? So how long are you going to be slow of heart? How long? So he's dealing with indecisiveness, being indecisive. You have to make a decision. Amen. Amen? Decisions are, and decisions are very critical, folks. Decisions are life-changing, long-lasting. Decisions are. One decision, you can th- people will throw their lives away with one decision. Amen. You can throw away everything you've built with one decision. So we understand that decisions are important, but folks, decisions have to be made. They have to be made. You count the cost. You make the decision. You believe God for the best result. Amen? Amen. There's never going to be just everybody who likes your decision. Somebody's always going to disagree with the decision that you made. But you have to make your decisions. All right? Let's talk about instability. Instability is the lack of follow through to commit to a decision once it's made, okay? You've made the decision, but but you won't follow through on it. You won't commit to it. That's instability. James chapter one, verse eight, says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Know this, when you're double-minded, you will automatically be double-tongued. When you're double-minded, you'll be double-tongued that we can listen to you talk but because you are double-minded and you are double-tongued even when you gave your spiel we still don't know where you stand because you're double-minded and so what you've done you've left yourself open You've left yourself open and you kept a door open so that if you don't like the resistance or if you don't like the pressure that comes from this chart, then you sneak out through the back door. That's the passive least resistance. So you don't just definitely say this is what I'm going to do because you're trying to save yourself. See, that's instability, that's unstable, that's being unstable, that's being double-minded. Let your yay be yay, let your nay be nay, but you can't be in the middle. You can't ride in the middle of the road. You're going in town or you're going out of town, but you have to make a decision. Amen? Amen? Amen. Person next to and say, "Make make a decision. Number, the third word is flexibility. I like Flexibility. Flexibility flexibility is having made a decision listen carefully then become aware of the change in people environment or circumstances therefore I recognize the need for a different strategy a different method a different approach or a different person in other words I've made a decision that's why you don't marry methods you don't marry methods because you may have to change. Yeah, right. yeah. Amen. Amen. That you've entered into an agreement or a contract with someone. And based on the agreement or the contract, you've committed to A, B, and C. Yeah. Then you found out you've been deceived. So now I need to make a change. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, you gave your word. I gave my word to the information you presented. You deceived me. So now I need to be flexible. I need to be flexible so that I can make another decision. That if, they, if something changes, I may need a new method. Yeah. I may need a new strategy. Or I may need a new person altogether. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's flexibility. And you want to remain flexible. Flexible. You don't want to lock yourself in, but you want to remain flexible so that you can make some other decisions if you need to make some other decisions. Somebody's selling you a car, you gave them your word, you're going to buy the car, and you show up with the money to get the car from them, but then they lied to you about the car. You don't just buy the car. No, I need to change the decision that I've made because you presented something false to me. So now I'm flexible. flexible are you listening to me you have to be flexible so flexibility and so when you're flexible you can't make up your mind I can make up my mind but I'm flexible and you have to remain flexible if not you're gonna lock yourself in people will always take advantage of you because they know you're not flexible and you got to remain you got to remain remain flexible. have you ever promised your kids something And something changed like a grade on a report card mom you said you were gonna take me yep that's for you brought this see I didn't have this information (laughs) I got new information you come on you 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 been. you know you know how it is attorney knows how it is you know when you get new information oh we changing our plea we got new information so now we got new information. We got we got a whole different set of grades right
1: here.
0: Yeah. Well, you said you Yeah, that's for you. You remember you remember you rolled your eyes the other day? <laughs> so no, we're not we're not, we're flexible. We change it. You heard Pastor, we got to be flexible in here. Yeah. 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 Flexibility. Yeah. Now let's deal with this last this last uh, Enemy. And I think a lot of people with this last enemy, which is inferior thinking. Inferior thinking. Inferior thinking is most definitely an enemy that keeps you from embracing a new thing. You can never have faith to win until you rid yourself of the fear of losing. Yeah. When you're inferior, you always think you're going to lose when you are inferior inferior thinking is a mindset of inadequacy you think you don't measure up you think you're not good enough you think you can't compete it's a mindset that makes you feel powerless a mindset that makes you feel that you are insignificant because you may be different or because you don't look like someone else or because, you know, maybe, maybe you don't have the training or the education or the learning that someone else possessed, and so therefore you feel that you are inferior. Amen. And inferior thinking will keep you from embracing the new thing that God wants to bring into your life. Amen. When you are inferior, you remain average and commonplace. When you are inferior... You cannot achieve, you will not advance, and you always refuse opportunities for better when you are inferior. Amen. And there' are some people in here are listening to this CD, and, and I believe that there are opportunities that you have allowed to go by you because you saw yourself as being inferior. Amen. Better was presented to you, better was handed to you, but you've walked away from it because you saw yourself as being inferior. You thought you didn't belong or you thought they were too far advanced in you. So much more advanced than you were. So you always stayed back and, you know, and, and called it shy. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Folks, shy is a form of fear. That's all shy. Shy is a form of fear. That's, not, that, that's intimidation. That's intimidating. That's, that's not you. God has not given you the spirit of timidity, the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind are self-discipline. And you have to discipline yourself and discipline your soul, control your thinking so you don't think you are inferior to everybody else. Amen. Amen. Some communities you think you don't belong in. Amen. Amen. Or some people you think you don't, you don't belong in that circle because you are inferior. Or some things that's been presented to you, some opportunity, but you walk away from them because you are inferior. Inferiority. Now, you don't go to the extreme and get to operate That's right. To where you think you're better than everybody else. There's a balance with that and you got to know where you fit in. You got to know where you are. You got to know, oh yeah, I belong. Oh yeah God's gifted me too oh yeah I'm, I'm talented yeah. Amen. amen now let's look at this Turn in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 13 the children of Israel here they are they they refuse to go into the land flowing with milk and honey this phrase uh, land flowing with milk and honey is mentioned over 19 times in the scriptures where God promised to bring the children into the land flowing with milk and honey. And in the Hebrew, this, this, this phrase, land flowing with milk and honey, means place of sweet abundance. And so here God is desiring to bring them, just as today he's desiring to bring you and I into a place of our lives of sweet abundance. Jesus said, I come that you may have life. And that you may have it what? More abundantly. The amplified said, I came that you may have and enjoy life. You're supposed to be enjoying life. But see, when you are inferior, you don't even think you're supposed to enjoy life. Now you're gonna have challenges. That doesn't mean that life is not gonna present challenges and problems and obstacles and mountains. We understand all of that. We know that's a part of life. That's that's one good way of knowing you in this world. Problem. For those of you who live in the spirit, you know, I know you don't have a problem, but those of us who live here in this world, we got problems. But my problems don't stop me from enjoying life. You still have to enjoy life despite the problems that you have. That's what your faith is for so you can overcome the problems that you have. But you don't stop living because you got problems. No, you live despite your problems. Are you listening to me? So you're gonna have them. You're gonna have situations and difficulties in life, and those who really enjoy life are those who overcome the problems that they have. They don't let their problems dictate to them. Amen. I know people happy who who mortgage behind. And boy, they just they enjoying life, man. Boy, I'm telling you, this is the life here, man. God is good. Because why are you sad if you, you, you can't pay? All right. Why we got to spoil the whole day, man? Pull some dominoes out of something. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do something. Can, can you play dominoes? <laughs> let's do something, man. Somebody make some Kool-Aid or something. Let's, Bye, let, let's, let's do something. Ain't no need of being sad. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got to learn to enjoy life. Yeah. Make the most out of life. Get the most out of life. Live it to the full. Let abundance to the full till it starts overflowing in your life. Your cup ought to be running over. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, they said this guy, somebody, you know, they repossessed his car. They repossessed his car. And, and so he did, you know, when they pulled, they pulled up in the front, and, you know, folk watching and all that, they saw him pull it up. So he came outside. He said, Yeah. And y'all don't bring it back till y'all get it working right. (laughs) (laughs) Look at Numbers chapter 13. (laughs) And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. See, that's the problem, the way they saw Themselves. how do you see yourself amen. they missed out on an opportunity because they saw themselves as being inferior amen. amen and how do you see yourself thinking that old is better thinking that better is not possible for me see these are inferior thought patterns predicting the outcome from a negative perspective thinking that things are not gonna work out for your good and the scripture clearly tells us all things work together for good. Yes. Yeah. To them that love God. You love God. Yeah. You're called yes. according to his purpose. Yes. Then things supposed to work for your favor. They supposed to work out in your good. Yes. Thinking that this is who I am and, and to change is not to be myself. This just the way I am. I've been like this. I can't change. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not bad as so and so. I've always been like this. Yeah. So with those kind of thinkings, I want to I give you two things, and this is what we're in talking about. Number one is inherit personality traits, and two is flaws in character. Because some things are personality traits, things that you are inherited. And these things, glory to God, these things My personality traits God uses them for his purpose get a hold of that now so I don't be trying to conform to everybody else that I am unique in myself see so I don't have to compare myself to anybody else because there's something unique about me that God uses for his purpose to bless other people. Get a hold of that. See, that's a a personality trait. It's a personality trait. But then there are some flaws in character. The flaws in character is what causes my problems. But the personality traits is what God uses for his purpose. Mm, mm, mm. Here's what I mean. Inquisitive. Some pe- See, that's, that's a that's a personality trait. Some people are, are inquisitive. Uh huh. Yes, they, I, I call them, I call them attorneys that have not been to school. <laughs> <laughs> they are lawyers that no judges know. Yeah. 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 They just inquis- My granddaughter is inquisitive. She just asks questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, Paw Paw, why? Why, Paw Paw? Well, because such-and-such-and-such. Such such but why, Papa? Because <laughs> such-and-such-and-such. What well, that mean, Papa? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to call your mama. <laughs> so they, they can come pick you up. Cause we we go sleep over here. <laughs> no, but she's, she's inquisitive, and I love that about her.
1: Amen.
0: See, that's, that's, that's a personality trait. That's a personality trait. Another personality trait is talkative. Some people just, just talk. Yeah. You know them. <laughs> now don't be looking at the third row. Don't be that. Don't be doing that. Don't be messing with folk on the third row but some people are just talking it. they just they just talk they just will not be quiet they, they just and they don't mean no harm but that's but that's them that's them man I mean if you if you take them out carve them out of your life some of you your life would be bland your life would be boring you you got to call him if you're gonna have a party man call him he need to be over here come on you know people like that they are the life of the party. and folks if we sitting around without them ain't nobody saying nothing <laughs> see that's a per- that's a personality trait yeah. it's a personality trait and it blesses the lives of people some people are listeners uh-huh. yeah. some folk you can't pay to listen yeah. others they want to they just sit around and just listen to people problems all the time they just yeah. they just got a ministry the listening ministry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just listen to folk problems Amen. and and that's a personality trait that's a personality trait energetic some people are full of energy they, they're just lively man you just some things you can't even give them to do because they they're just ready to roll just ready to go but some people like that they're just full of energy all the time doesn't matter what you have them doing they're just full of energy some people are more reserved some people are more reserved they're more laid back and and that's them and you and you frustrated because they don't have energy that, that's okay you got enough for everybody in the house That's what makes the... If you notice notice that you and your husband are completely different, totally opposite, the house would be erect if both of y'all were the same. But you balance each other out. Some people are outspoken. You wasn't even talking to them. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even talking to you. Yeah, but (laughs) some, some people are like that. That's a personality trait. And, and I, I love it, man. I I I, just, I love it. It's a per- you have to let look I, I am I am best at being me. Right. Get away from folk who won't let you be you.
1: That's right. Amen. It's
0: a personality trait. Outspoken. Some people are nurturers. They they just they just they just got that they just got that thing about it. They just, they just nurture everybody givers, some people are givers, some people are protectors, inspires, thinkers, visionaries, some people are more expressive, some people are, are, are motivators, they, they, they motivate people. Uh, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a motivation speaker. See, see, see you by being at this church, have you ever been, have you been motivated by me? Have you been motivated today? Have I been speaking? Then I'm a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's just a personality trait see that my personality is I'm very humorous mm-hmm. yeah. I like to have fun yeah. it's all in my teaching yeah. even when, when I'm teaching we you know people you know when people get my CDs and things they say oh I like your pastor, you know such such such. he he teach that word boy he funny though he funny some folks say more about that than they say about the lesson okay. <laughs> your pastor funny but see, see that's me I ain't going to walk around and just be, you know, just, just serious. Just. That's not me. See, that ain't, that ain't my flow. I, I can't have no swagger with that. I got to have swagger with my stuff. I can't, I can't have no swagger with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that's just, that's just not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that person that just say, say, you can eliminate a lot of frustration yeah. Yeah. if you just learn to be you. Now let's talk about these flaws in character, things that are not you, that you've been passing off as being you. Because flaws in character is learned behavior. Flaws in character is learned behavior, stuff you need to learn to change. And here's some of them. Stubbornness. See, that ain't, that's not you. You've learned to be that. And you can unlearn stubbornness. Stubbornness is as idolatry. Stubborn. You know, just uh, just me. No, no, that's not you. That is not a character trait. That's something you need to learn. You need to unlearn stubbornness. That's a flaw in character. Impulsiveness. That's not you. That is a flaw in character. Abusive behavior. Abusive behavior is not you. Abusive behavior is a flaw in your character that needs to be corrected. Just can't be abusive. Selfish, being selfish. That's not just who you are. That is a flaw in your character and it needs to change. You're frustrating the whole house with your selfishness. Frustrate a whole ministry because you're selfish. Are you listening to me? Manipulative. Always trying to get over. Always trying to deceive. Always trying to take advantage of other people. You need to change that. That's, That's not who you are. That is a flaw in your character. Always trying to beat the system. Always trying to manipulate something. That's just me, man. I, I know how to get by. No, you're just manipulative. That's not you. That's deception. Controlling. Just, just have to control. Just have, you don't even know how to function if you're not in control. That's a character flaw that you need to change. Being rude to people. You know, that rudeness. Rudeness is not who you are. That's just me. I get folks straight right on the spot. That that ain't, that ain't you. That's stupid. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me, let me call up on the spirit of Joel Osteen. That's not you. You are a champion. <laughs> Boy, that, was that, that was that north side coming up in me man.
1: <laughs>
0: but you don't have to be rude to people it is never acceptable to be rude to people you can say what you need to say you can get your point across without being rude being nasty to people even in restaurants, you know, some, you know, some of you don't even treat the little hostess and wait waiters and waitresses all the, the way you mistreat them. Yes. Being rude to them, cause they mess your order up, folks. You've been here 40 years. You know, folks gonna mess your order up, and then you gonna talk crazy to them, and they gonna make your stuff in the back. man you be tasting spice you be like oh where that come from <laughs> you don't want to know <laughs> but you can't you can't be rude to people you can't be rude to people and listen to me you can't be rude to people because you know them Amen. it's unacceptable being rude to people being disrespectful and embarrassing people you can't do that that's not God amen and so you can get your points across and say what you want to say and mean what you're saying. You can be firm about it that's right. Amen. without being rude to people Amen. and embarrassing people, especially, you know, some of you wives who embarrass your husbands in public. Mm-hmm. That's, a bad, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Bible says it's like rottenness in his bone. Yeah. It's, it's like a cancer that eats away at the love of your husband for you. When you embarrass him in front of people talk to him like he's some child Sitting in the car blowing the horn I'm she ain't had a medicine That's all man. Y'all pray for my wife man We believe in God for a healing (laughs) She's wondering why folk walking by stretching their hand at her. <laughs> but don't, you know, embarrassing your husband, you know, you, you, you don't want being rude to people. Being rude to your children. See, that's, that's see, see, you, you can't, you, just because they're, really, they belong to the Lord. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Children are a heritage of the Lord. Yeah. That word in the Hebrew heritage means assignment. Children are an assignment from God. God needed to get that child here and he trusted you, he trusted that child in your custody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to be rude to him? It him That's right. Rude is never acceptable. That's right. Tell a person that you say, rude is, never rude is never acceptable. Being judgmental, critical, criticizing everything, being negative and insecure. Go to Luke 15. That's our last scripture. Luke 15. I've given you enough information to, to change. Yes. <clears throat> Amen. Yes. And change is always good. You know, next Sunday we're going to start a new series next Sunday. And I'm going to start talking about, we've been talking about personal change. But next Sunday I'm going to start talking about corporate change corporate change corporate change you know some of you are frustrated on the job because the job is making changes yes. and why it's important see a lot of times you know you don't. there's some things you may not even know about about your company your organization oh or, you know they're making all these changes Yes, sir. Amen. and so how do you how do you stay connected how do you stay connected and feel that you are still a vital part of a ministry when that ministry is growing See, we're not, we're not, we're not small like we used to be, and we have to make changes. You know, you, have, you have, you can't do with thousands like you used to do when you had, you know, tens. You, you just, you just can't do it. That's some things that that have to change. I was sitting in a meeting last week with our with our CPA and our, our finance people, and you know, just some things that you know they was talking to me about changing things we have to change, and I didn't like it. Yeah, I said I said, I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, Pastor, you know that I'm CPS said, well, Pastor, you know that I said, I understand, but I don't like it. But you don't have to like change to change. That's, That's right. right, amen. That's right. Amen. amen. But but you 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 going if, if you keep doing what you're doing the way you're doing it, it's it's, it's gonna keep, keep keep creating problems. Yeah. yeah. You're, gonna, you're gonna have to change. Amen. So we're gonna talk about it. You know, when you you know, some some people like a small church which in and it of itself is a form of selfishness. Because you saying you don't want nobody to get saved, you just, you just want who it is right now. You don't want nobody to get saved, you don't want nobody else coming and getting the word. I just like it, I like, a, I like a family church. I like a small church. And some people, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. I'm not against that, that's what you wanna do. But if a church is doing what God's called it to do, people lives are being blessed and people are coming and getting the word, people are getting born again, that place is going to grow. Right. Though your beginning be small, your latter end should greatly increase. Right. So what do you what do? Because do? we're in a situation now. We, we used to know everybody. All right. yeah. All right. We was at a function last night. And a lady said, hey, Pastor Perry, I'm one of your members. I said, oh, okay. It's a lot. You know, I wasn't going to lie and say, I thought I knew you'd recognize you from somewhere. <laughs> but no, I, I, didn't, I didn't know who she was. Amen. I, didn't, I need a pastor that know me. Well you just raise up and cause a disturbance and I get your name and I know you. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> now you <say> it. <laughs> Security will give me your name. Yeah. And I understand and that's why my wife and I, at the end of every service, we sit right here. Yeah. Anybody in this church who want me to know them, yeah. we sit right here. We shake hands, we fellowship, and that's a decision we've made. That no matter how large you get, we've made a decision that we're gonna gonna sit here and we're gonna fellowship with people. Now that, and and, you know, I don't, uh, you know, once it's, you know, it's real, I I don't know if we could continue to do that. We we may have, see that's what I'm talking about, flexibility.
1: That's right.
0: Flexibility, we may not, you know, if you have a line all the way to the street, I just can't sit here all night and all day just just shaking hands. (laughs) See, you understand, but see, that's a change. And so you can't view that as, child, I, I remember when. I remember he used you sit up there and shake your hand. He ain't got too big now. <laughs> no, it's just not wisdom to just stand here all day shaking hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. See, that's what, see, that's kind of stuff, you know, corporate change. Changes that the corporation have to make. Right. That the ministry have to make because of its growth. You have to accommodate the growth. And many times you're not willing to make change. You're not flexible to make changes. And all you're doing is creating problems. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. I don't make all the hospital visits. I used to. But I can't. I just can't. That's all I'd be doing is going to hospitals all day. I'd never get anything else done. I just, I just can't. We're past you land in the hospital, you know, and you see somebody (laughs) up. We're real. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love you guys, but but you have to make changes. We had two weddings yesterday. I went to do one. And I had another minister do another one. And so, what if the members were like, well, now nah, I need pastor. And I need, this is my wedding day. This is special. I need pastor. But I, I can't be in two places at the same time. I know I'm awesome. <laughs> let me go and finish that. Come on, let me go and finish. 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 Let me go finish. Let me go. Let me go and finish. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. This is the prodigal son. Prodigal son. Look, look what he says in verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, how many, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Before anything changes in your life, number one, you have to change what you think. Before a situation a circumstance, a dilemma changes, you have to change what you think. Number two, you have to change what you envision. Change what you see. Change what you envision. Number three, you have to change what you say. Change what you say. And then number four, change what you do. If you want to change anything in your life, you can do it by taking that, taking that course with those four things. Number one, do what? Change what I change what I think. I change what I think about this situation. Change what I see. Change what I envision. Get another vision. Stop looking at what you see. Get a vision of something else. Number three change what I say stop speaking the situation and start calling the thing that be not as though it were you have to change what you say and number four do what change what you change what you do if you keep doing the same thing you are gonna keep having the same thing so you have to change what you do come on let's give the Lord a hand clap pray